It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football league. It's Locked On Fantasy Football. It's a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. After this edition of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, subscribe and listen to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast with Vinny Iyer. You are Locked On Washington Football Team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome aboard, one and all, right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. We welcome you back for a final edition of the week, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us as we round out this post-July 4th week. We'll be cranking it back up to five episodes a week shortly, right before training camp. So make sure you stay with us here for each and every new episode. When we are not here, you can catch David on Twitter at dharrison82 at D Harrison 82 as well on the locked on bucks podcast with James Yarko uh, and as well uh, at BucksNation.com, part of SB nation. Uh, and you can listen to me along with Pete Medhurst on Russell and Medhurst three to seven Monday through Friday, Eastern time in the afternoon on the official flagship station for the Washington football team, the team 980. And of course the Odyssey app, you can follow the podcast at locked WFT pod at locked WFT pod and me at WrestleMania 621. And again, David at D Harrison 82 and David, uh, welcome aboard. Um, to you. And I guess we'll start with this uh, because these rankings and lists are, have officially hit absurd levels and absurd natures. According to bookies.com, which I had never heard of until uh, Thursday afternoon, if I'm being honest, Ron Rivera is ranked by fans as the worst quote unquote head coach in the NFL. When I say that, before I give you any other context, what does that make you feel about this particular poll? Uh, that it's not accurate and not to be trusted and probably will be the last time that I hear of bookies.com. It's also my first time and, and honestly it will probably be the last because my bookie.ag would never do something like this, I don't think. So right. I'm going to stick with our friends there. Um, but I am interested. I am interested to hear whatever possible context there could be to Ron Rivera, who literally just took a team that was expected to do absolutely nothing in the NFC East, and not only made the playoffs but won the division. Yes, with a losing record, I got it. But nonetheless, they topped the division, and oh by the way, did it with possibly one of the most you know dreaded roulettes of quarterback wheels going on and during the season while, while all this is going on in his first season with the team. So just add all those things to the context there. When you, when you talk about what Ron Rivera and the staff and the team were able to pull off, no way Ron Rivera is the worst head coach in the national football league. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. 
so let me add some context to this. Okay. So again, this is, you know, some, some site, some, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and they had a top five coaches and a bottom five coaches. And here's how they came to this. So I want to run this through you and see if it changes your prism. In the bottom five coaches category, which Ron Rivera, again, was the bottom five, the, the, the worst, not ranked, but worst voted for coach by a group of fans. I, I mean, there's no like, you know, oh, we polled 2000 fans or anything like that. There's none of that that I've been able to find. So basically how they defined it as the percentage of NFL fans who voted for this coach as the best, meaning they weren't asked who's the worst, they were asked who's the best, and Ron Rivera got the least amount of support at 4%. Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, a couple of playoff appearances, including an AFC title game two years ago, 5%. He was second. Nick Seriano, he hasn't coached a game yet in the NFL. Philadelphia Eagles, 6%. Mike Zimmer, Minnesota Vikings, 6%. Matt Nagy, 6%. Chicago Bears. So those were your bottom five. Does that change the prism when I say he wasn't graded, judged, or actually voted as the worst, but he just didn't get any support as one of the best and therefore had the lowest percentage? Yeah, I mean, that does. But, you know, if you're really picking one coach, you know what I mean, then that changes that definitely changes things a little bit that the dynamic of it changes but i would still struggle to think that ron rivera got fewer votes as the best head coach in the nfl than matt Nagy did or nick sirianni who literally the only thing he's done so far is, is horribly horribly botched the quarterback transition in a couple of press conferences i mean you know mike Vrabel, i think should probably be up there a little bit more mike zimmer i could kind of take or leave you know mike zimmer or whatever I get the Bill Belichick mystique, Andy Reid, and, and what he's on the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, got it. But it changes the, the dynamic a little bit. But I still, I just, I would kind of want to know who these fans are that voted, you know, in, in this poll. Because at the same time, I mean, Bill Bel, like the, the whole storyline of, of the New England Patriots last year was the, the divorce between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And we're going to ultimately find out which one needed the other more. Well, one of them won a Super Bowl. And one of them didn't even go to the playoffs. So it would seem to me that if that was the narrative entering the season, then shouldn't the results say that Bill Belichick is one who needs Tom Brady more than Brady needs Belichick? Granted, I don't think it's as black and white as, as that you know simple statement could put it. But I would just I would be extremely interested to see where the dynamics of, of these votes came. Yeah. Uh, so so basically, uh, so basically, here was you know kind of the methodology. They they. They surveyed 50 fans of each of the league's 32 teams. So, I mean, with such a small sample size, right? I mean, it's easy to see how these numbers can be out of whack. So just putting that out as perspective. Either way, uh, I think Ron Rivera, listen, Ron Rivera, you can strongly argue he's not the worst coach. Now, you can argue whether he's a top half of the league coach, uh, a top 10 coach, a top you know, third of the league coach. I think that's all fair and on the table. I would personally put him in my top 12, top 13, um, you know, maybe a little bit closer to number 10, but uh, again, you know, he's certainly far, far uh, from the worst coach. All right, coming up next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David and I will kick around once again, 
a couple of the top 10 lists that Jeremy Fowler of ESPN has put together by polling coaches, executives, players, uh, and ranking their top 10 at these particular positions. Quarterback, where does William Jackson III, the new addition to the Washington secondary, rank, or does he rank at all? And also, linebackers. We'll have that next for you right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. But first, guys, that online is where we tell you to get the best information and the best way to have a little play and to have a little action, right? Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA finals wrapping up. Stanley Cup is over. Football is straight ahead. Lots of futures out there. Get all the news, odds, and info you need for every sport, including UFC and MMA. There's a big fight this weekend, yes? You might want to go check that out at Bet Online. Meanwhile, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all of that information and some of the great contests and perks and incentives they have. Guys, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get on in. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code locked on. And when you head to the website or use the, your mobile device, you will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sports book experts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast wrapping up the week. Again, we'll be expanding back to five episodes a week shortly, so stay tuned with us, guys, uh, as we make our way to Richmond and training camp and a full season ahead for the Washington football team. Meanwhile, we introduced the Jeremy Fowler series from ESPN um, on the last episode, and when it you know, over with Jonathan Allen uh, and, and, and uh, of course, um, with, um, with Chase Young. So now we wanted to kind of attack two other positions for Jeremy Fowler. One was cornerback. And the Washington football team spent big money, David, at cornerback with William Jackson III. Roughly, uh, I, I guess it's like a little over $14 million on average per year, three years, $42 million, somewhere in that range. Uh, and they think they have dramatically upgraded at the corner. And I agree they have. The question is, is how much, right? And what does it allow them to do? Again, as we've discussed, I think they are going to play more man press and more aggressive and more physical. But that being said, William Jackson third, not in the top 10, according to this poll of, again, 50 executives, players, you know, coaches, that type of thing, as compiled by Jeremy Fowler. However, he was in the also receiving votes kind of uh, area, honorable mention, quote, can press, can run with number ones, a physical corner, according to an NFC executive. Does it surprise you that William Jackson III only got honorable mention? It doesn't really surprise me that he only got honorable mention just because he has been playing on a team that doesn't quite uh, garner their players a whole lot of attention and a whole lot of accolades. 
you know, meanwhile, you've got, I mean, look at number 10, J.C. Jackson, the New England Patriots. I mean, me personally, I know who William Jackson the third is more than I know who J.C. Jackson is. But if you're kind of the general football watching person, I know these are people inside the industry, scouts, coaches, and all that stuff. But I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Chris, you worked inside the, the facility of, of an NFL franchise. Those guys don't really have the time either to sit around. They're not watching 16 football games a week, mm-hmm. you know, 14 to 15, depending on who's on bye weeks either. And they're only breaking down film on who they need to break down film on unless, you know, some of the pro scouts, you know, they might have some assignments to look at some players that are upcoming free agents or stuff like that. But generally speaking, even when you're talking about people who are inside the industry, they're smarter than the average fan, right? Because it's their, it's their job and it's their, their, they're supposed to be smarter. But they're still, even them, they're a little bit limited. Some of this is based off of reputation. You look at, you look at Trey White. I love Tredavious White. I think he, he's a great player. I think maybe he fell off a little bit in this last season going from, you know, last year's third place to this year's fifth place. I think his play probably would have put him a little bit lower, but he's got that reputation. He's got that name recognition. So, I mean, I don't, I don't have a hatred for him being up there. Um, but I don't hate the fact that, that William Jackson is an honorable mention because it, it's a great group of guys that he's in there with. I probably would put him over JC Jackson myself, but to be completely fair, I haven't watched a whole lot of JC Jackson either because I haven't had a reason to. So, I mean, maybe I'm missing something about JC that I'm not seeing William Jackson with her. Yeah. And, and just, I'll add this, um, you, you know, the, the category that, that um, William Jackson, the third is in again, honorable mention uh, you've got a guy like Carlton Davis of the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You see him, you know, uh, again, obviously every week. Uh, and, and we all saw against the Tyreek Hill in the regular season. Not so good, but certainly in the Super Bowl, uh, along with other factors, uh, was much, much, much better. Um, what's interesting here is the guy that William Jackson III replaces, meaning Ronald Darby, not listed Kyle Fuller, who Denver also picked up in free agency from Chicago, in addition to Ronald Darby, was mentioned in the honorable mention. So again, Washington definitely improved and definitely upgraded the position. And again, as we've talked about, I think it's as much okay, a one-for-one improvement swap as it is a stylistic change. This allows Jack Del Rio to be much more aggressive, especially on short situations, third and four. You don't have to play in as much off-man coverage, which certainly Ronald Darby had to because he didn't have blazing and explosive speed. He wasn't as big and physical and wiry as... um, as William Jackson the third is, he didn't specialize in as much press man corner. So again, that's why I keep holding out uh, on that. David, while we're in this position uh, and category, we wanted to jump to another position and that is off ball linebackers, right? And it's no secret as again, we've talked about, and I think we did on the last particular show, uh, the Washington football team, not very good at this position, at least right now. However, we know Jamin Davis was the first round pick. And to nobody's surprise, or at least I don't think to anybody's surprise here that's paying attention, meaning me and you and most ardent uh, Washington football fans, they got absolutely nobody on this list, not even an honorable mention from anybody. Does this surprise you? Um you know, because Jamin Davis is a rookie and, and obviously Cole Holcomb uh, and, and John Bostick are, are, are Cole Holcomb and John Bostick. No, it, it doesn't surprise me and it shouldn't surprise anybody. And it, it's no disrespect to 
you know, to Cole or John or to anybody else or even Jamin Davis. I mean, uh, you know, look at Devin White last year. He was an unranked guy, and he was, he was definitely a much more highly touted off-ball linebacker than even Jamin Davis was. And that's, again, it's not to say that Jamin Davis isn't going to have a big-time impact or be able to be a big-time player for the Washington football team defense. It's just, you know, that you're a rookie. And the good thing about polls like this is those inside the business, even if they're going to give a little bit of, you know, project, projection benefit. We talked about Vita Vea on the previous episode. That's a little bit of projection because he didn't play much. You know, the best ability being availability. Vita wasn't available for a, a lot of the season, but he was available during the most important stretch, helped win the Super Bowl, all that stuff. So a little bit of that is projected into what he could do if he's healthy. That's fine when you've played. But when you haven't stepped on the field, you're not going to get a whole lot of credit from, from votes. You know, that's, that's kind of like when we had the NFL Top 100, which should be releasing this month, which is, you know, all player based and all player voted. Those guys, I think, are a, bit, a little bit more likely to give some, some projection to some of the rookies just because they understand from the player aspect. But when you're talking about scouts and executives and coaches and all that stuff, they, especially coaches. I mean, coaches are, 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 are notorious for basically making rookies earn every single thing. Your number one overall draft pick is, is putting on a helmet during rookie minicamp. Like, he's not getting any special treatment, you know, outside of the, outside of the press. So, it uh, doesn't surprise me, but, you know, at the same time, you know, the way that Jack Del Rio is already getting Jamin incorporated into the defense, starting him off at the Mike linebacker position to learn the entire defense from the center, from the middle out, I think it's great. And, and I wouldn't be surprised with that pass rush in front of him and with the secondary he's got built around him, it really could help Jamin Davis look like a star very early on. And you could see him maybe, I don't know if I would predict the top 10 next year, but at least, you know, an honorable mention, I think it's in the realm of possibility. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. When we return for a final segment of this episode and the week, we're going to start breaking down position unit by position unit, a little training camp preview for you as we draw ever closer to the WFT reporting to Richmond for at least a couple of days before heading back to the team facility in Ashburn, Virginia. Meanwhile, this episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. That's right, Rock rockauto.com you know we tell you about rock auto all the time if you're looking for a part for your car or truck old or new foreign or domestic cool or uncool whatever vehicle you have you whatever you need you can get at rockauto.com that's right you don't have to go anywhere boys and girls you can sit on your couch at your kitchen table you can sit on the toilet bowl for whatever that's worth. You can do that if you want and go to rockauto.com and they will get whatever part you need for whatever vehicle you have to you at a very fair, reasonable price. Why go anywhere else? Why pay the overhead charges that they're going to make you pay at the big auto parts superstars? Why not get the same reasonable, fair price that their buddy, the mechanic down the road might get? Uh, at these auto part superstores. So go to rockauto.com. You can get a fuel pump. You can get windshield wipers. You can get stuff to do your own oil changes. You got the deal. Muffler, whatever you need, you can get it at rockauto.com. And when you go to rockauto.com to see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever, ever, ever need at rockauto.com. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? Yeah, we tell you about Built Bar all the time too. Plus the occasional limited time flavor. And those 
are cool. Grasshopper, you should check that one out. They've had, they've been rolling that out a little bit. When you talk to a built bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the nine delicious flavors that we are talking about, how could you not? Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and a little salted caramel will never do you wrong. So there's something for everyone. Of course, we always tell you, peanut butter brownie, my favorite, mint brownie, David's favorite. But you can have a different favorite, or if you don't have a favorite, or if you don't know what they all taste like, get a mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors, and they're healthy for you. Dark chocolate, white chocolate, some are even. Uh, they're high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, and therefore low in net carbs. Perfect meal replacement after workout snack, in between late night dessert treat, whatever you want. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off with our friends at BuiltBar.com. All right, we're wrapping up the Locked on Washington football team podcast along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Again, David at dharrison82. I'm at russellmania621. You can follow the pod at LockedWFTPod. As we draw closer to training camp, David, that means we're going to start getting into some of our unit-by-unit training camp looksies and previews. Uh, And we'll start today on the offensive line. But before we get to the rest of the offensive line, there is an obvious ticking question before we even get to training camp. As a matter of fact, on July 15th, so, you know, less than a week from right now is the deadline for Brandon Sheriff, franchise free agent, to get a long-term deal or he'll play on a second consecutive franchise tag. And by all accounts and by all reasonable standards, if he does do that, that will be his last year in Washington in all likelihood. That being said, gut feel time. Do they get a deal done before July, uh, the deadline on July 15th to keep Brandon chair for your long-term? I don't, I don't expect one. And, you know, unfortunately that means, you know, pretty much what you just said that the expectation is going to be the Brandon Sheriff's not going to be with the franchise, you know, for 20, for 2022, you know, after 2021, it's, it's pretty much going to be it. And I mean, listen, things change, you know, uh, people can change and, you know, maybe Brandon falls in love with the franchise. Maybe the team falls in love with him whatever the gap is between the two, maybe they find a way to, to bring those together, you know, and uh, especially if they win, you know, if they can win some games and win the division in a way that, you know, people don't mock outside the NFC East and, and earn a playoff spot, you know, with a winning record and all that stuff. And I mean, that, that type of stuff, it can have an impact, but I think that it, it's pretty clear that the team and the player, you know, the valuation on, on the player and the contributions to the team are, Far, are, are far enough off that they can't seem to come to an agreement. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, of the whole thing with Kirk Cousins, granted, quarterback in a little bit of a different situation, obviously, but um, just kind of some shades of that going on. And, I mean, you're probably looking at this team, you know, either targeting a, a replacement early in the draft next year or, or hitting the free agent market, looking to find another veteran who maybe, you know, even if he doesn't have the esteem that Brandon Sheriff brings, but maybe has a little bit more of a, of a cleaner injury history than Brandon Sheriff does at a minimum. Yeah, and I'm with you. I don't think Brandon Sheriff and the team get a deal done. I mean, no, I can't rule it out completely, but I would probably guess based on, you know, some people that I've talked to, some expectations around the league, uh, and, and I don't have any direct hardcore inside knowledge. I don't think anybody really does on this, 
Uh, but I would be very, very surprised if they get a deal done. Again, not ruling it out 100%. I would be very surprised. And quite honestly, the only way I'd be pleasantly surprised that they get a deal done is if it's a deal favorable in structure to the team and not the player. Because remember, the player right. is good to very good. He's not elite, number one, and he's very much, very much uh, an injury risk having missed 18 games over the last uh, four years. All right, let's spin it around to the rest of the offensive line. So if I told you that the week one opening day offensive line is Charles Leno Jr. at left tackle, Wes Schweitzer at left guard, Chase Roulier at center, Brandon Sheriff at right guard, who we just talked about, and... Let's go with Cornelius Lucas over Samuel Cosme at right tackle. David, do you feel good about that starting five? Uh, I feel good about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I wonder if Eric Flowers, you know, make make the push. I don't know if, if that's the thing that could possibly happen. But, yeah, I think Cornelius Lucas and Samuel Cosme, that's the matchup to watch. That's the contest to watch uh, as training camp gets underway. But I feel like right now it, it, would, it would be Cornelius Lucas. And, no, again, no shade to Sam Cosme, but he's a rookie and – He's a second round pick for a reason. You know what I mean? Your 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 first round offensive linemen typically have some flaws. So your second round offensive linemen have more flaws and flaws on the offensive line are, are killers. So it, it takes a little bit of time uh, to get all those things down. And, um, you know, never, never say never type of thing. But yeah, I think that is probably the line you're going in with. And I feel good enough, especially with Ryan Fitzpatrick's, you know, uh, un- underrated mobility and the fact that there are a lot of quick and fast players on this offense to help mitigate a pass rush if they need to. Yeah. And, and, and listen, I, you know, you mentioned flowers, obviously pushing Schweitzer at left guard. I certainly think that is a reasonable situation that could happen. Um, I, I would just give the edge to Schweitzer. A, he played pretty well last year, all things considered. And B, he's been in the system, you know, again, one year longer and also a free agent acquisition of Ron Rivera uh, and of this particular staff. Uh, and, 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 you know, look, to me, Cornelius Lucas, because he he performed admirably well at left tackle last year and his more natural position is right tackle. I just think you're going to need some time for Cosme uh, to develop and refine his technique and get a little more practice experience. I don't think it's a bad thing if Cornelius Lucas, um, you know, outlasts him real quickly before we wrap up. Are you okay with the depth on this team? Again, we just mentioned the battle at left guard. We haven't even really, quite honestly, gotten into Sadiq Charles. Uh, and then there's other guys, uh, you know, that that certainly will factor into the mix. Uh, date, you're, you know, you're David Sharps and Rick Leonard, maybe, and that type of guy. Uh, are you okay with the depth on this team? Yeah, I, I like the depth. I mean, you know, you don't have like the the biggest and brightest offensive line up front, you know, starting or whatever, but you've got good solid depth. And I think that if you had to lose a guy, you know, obviously it would probably be the injury and, and that's unfortunate. But if you had to lose a guy, you know, kind of depending, like I think I think Chase Roulier is really the guy that you don't want to lose the most, which might surprise some people over, you know, a, a Brandon Scherf type player. But I think you have enough depth, enough depth, especially, you know, the guard and tackle position that if you had to to go into that, into the, in the cabinet a little bit, you feel comfortable doing so. Now, no NFL team is comfortable going two or three backups into the, into the depth chart. But I think it, when you look at the first layer of guys, the first guys up, I think, I think you feel comfortable with what you have. Yeah, I've said this a couple of times last year. I thought there was no more than eight tops offensive linemen that were worthy of a spot. 
This year, I can make an argument for 10 or 11. So the depth is clearly, clearly better on at least the opening 53. And we'll see about injuries. All right, that's going to do it for us on this particular episode. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question or a topic you want us to discuss, send them in, lockwftpod at gmail.com. That's lockwftpod at gmail.com. Or call in and be a part of the show via our voicemail line, 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577. Let's go, guys. Crank it up as we get closer to training camp in Richmond. For David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Have a great weekend. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.